Hello and welcome to DJ Force 10 in Conversation, episode 132. My special guests today are none other than Ming Chen and Mike Zapsik from the TV show comic book men uh for those unfamiliar with the show please go check it out on amazon prime right now uh, i was featured after the walking dead in the states on the amc channel and um it ran for seven seasons and it's, it's a nice little like uh snapshot of um of of pop culture old and new and it kind of features special guests and uh you know people come in trying to sell their old comic book collections or or memorabilia uh spe- you know and all that kind of stuff and it is it's a great show it's filled with great humor um but it's like a, like i say it's like a mini comic-con um <laughs> in each episode but go check that out uh also this podcast has a video portion uh it was actually recorded live uh, on friday and um yeah there's a there's a live video it's up on the shared universe podcast uh podcast studio sorry uh facebook page but it's also up on my uh youtube channel um that's youtube.com forward slash dj force x um that's f-o-r-c-e-x and uh yeah uh, go check it out if you want to see my face uh and you want to see ming's face and you want to see mike's face and we're all chatting from various areas of the world they're over in new jersey one was at uh jan son at bob's secret stash the other one was at home and um yeah it was great it was my first video podcast so um i was i was actually like kind of not expecting it but at the same time expecting it um but not expecting to use it but i have i've put it up online for everyone to see um and i'm probably gonna hopefully try and do more of them uh on the video side of things but uh this is just the audio portion if you want to go watch it go find it on the thing it's episode 132 but yeah um we're here today uh to speak to them um about the tv show about having their own funko pop figures uh all that kind of stuff their favorite guests and all that all that kind of spiel uh but i won't spoil anything uh because we'll reveal all that in the interview itself but do go check out their um their latest venture which is a shared universe uh it's like a podcast studio they've they're running out in new jersey um they're doing it remotely at the moment as well so you can sort of like do stuff uh remotely but it kind of takes the headache of setting up all the bits and bobs that you need for a podcast because it's we do kind of talk about it in the show um but it's it's not a straightforward process it feels like it but it's not there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes on uh but this this service takes care of all of it um and it gave the bonus of a video portion as well but yeah go check that out um like i say it's called a shared universe uh podcast studio it's on uh, facebook or it's a shared universe dot com um that's their web page and uh yeah go check it out and see if that can work for you in any way any of my american listeners specifically anyone on that east coast um sort of near the new sort of new jersey area that's where they're based obviously after lockdown and stuff when they're back open um you can go in there and use the facilities to record your podcast as a single or as a group or anything like that they're always putting videos up online of various podcasts using their services um but i thought it was such a good idea um and it's something that that i think um a lot of people could make use of um these days but yeah um thank you to everyone who downloaded stuff last week uh thank you to the bands reawaken all father kairos disconnected uh thank you all guys uh from last week all positive feedback and everything uh again but uh yeah let us know if you're checking out the bands and everything i'd really want to know if you're checking them out um but i've been rambling long enough and uh this is quite a chunk of an interview so uh i am going to hand it back over to myself with mike and ming enjoy So I have some very special guests. I have Mike Zapsik and uh, Ming Chen, uh, formerly of Comic Book Men, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash, uh, I Sell Comics Podcast. Welcome, guys. Thank you so much, Barnaby. Um, that, that's, wow. It's, <laughs> it's great to, to speak with you. You're, you're, we're actually connecting from across the ocean, yep. which is, yeah. damn. Yeah. I mean, Ming, you were talking about this. Uh, to me not too long ago that like back in the 90s this was unheard of oh i i it, yeah it was um yeah first of all Barbara, you're i think you're, i believe you're a first international uh podcast oh really um, really guest oh, yes i mean sense. uh you know as far as doing uh like a, a stream 
And, uh, you know, ever since this whole thing happened. So thank you very much. I believe you're in the UK. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, I, um, I, uh, I wrote a paper, uh, back in college 24 years ago, uh, about the very first video conferencing application Mm. that, uh, I, I, I used, and I wasn't doing anything groundbreaking or scientific. I just wanted to talk to people. Yeah. I was so, um, wasn't really hanging out with real people like uh, back then. I wanted, I met everyone virtually. So or now, yeah, it was like this, <laughs> I, um, it was crazy. I wrote this paper for a, a college class, and um, it got uploaded up to a server at my university, and it sat there ever since. It never got deleted, and somebody unearthed it the wow. other week. I was like, holy crap! So uh, I linked it up on Twitter, but if you go back and read it, like you read the words of a very like young. Nerd Ming Chen from 1990. <laughs> yeah, not that different from how I am now, though. It's uh, it, nothing's really changed. So, um, and Ming, this is no offense to you, but how bored do you have to be to go back into a college transcript into your college and be like, you know what, I'm gonna pull up Ming Chen <laughs> for a computer class that he probably got, but well, you probably got an A in that one. I mean, you know, they should have gone into your animal husbandry class and tried to get some stuff from there. Cause, yeah, I, I, you know. I, think, I think what had happened was uh, somebody was doing a, um, I don't know if they're doing an article. It must have been an article or, or maybe even a paper for, you know, the proliferation of uh, uh, video conferencing, especially now since we're not allowed to be with each other. And it just came up randomly. But I would have never thought to look for it. And I don't know why it's still there, but uh, it's kind of cool. It's it's like um, remember those old time capsules that they made you put stuff into in school or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's almost like that. Did you mention sex as as a part of that? Did you like yeah, these are unlimited? But I, I think the one thing is cam girl. I touched on it actually in that article. I touched oh, on it. Uh, sounds dirtier than you meant it. But <laughs> there's a there's a little section of uh, even back then. And it wasn't like this. It was all in black and white, Barnaby. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the like, if you got like a two frame per second frame rate, like not like this is like if you got less than thirty frames per second on something like this, it's garbage. Yeah. But yeah. back then it was black and white, two frames per second. But even back then, um, like if a if God forbid, like a girl should show up on uh, back then in ni- 1996 at a video conference, immediately like she was getting harassed. Like it was almost not like now then. Not like now then. Uh, it, nothing. <laughs> nothing has changed. No, I, I remember oh, the times back then. I'm not. I'm not that uh, young. Um, uh, I was about 16 around that time. So I, I, I sort of got into the internet very early um, around that time. So I remember the sort of like bad cameras. Uh, well, yeah. compared to now, anyway, like back then, you kind of like it's like playing video games from back then. Like back then, they were amazing. They looked amazing. They played amazing. You know, you go back to them now, they still play amazing, but they look awful. Yeah. 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 And uh, so back then, you know, you were flirting with girls like via text. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was all text based. So you were probably talking to a dude nine times out of 10. <laughs> like I said, fishing <laughs> even back then. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was the camera, you knew <laughs> you were, you know, your certainty that you were talking to a girl, at least you were like at like 50, 60%, maybe, maybe. Maybe even higher. So uh, I think that was that was the only difference. Two frames per second. They didn't really have to try terribly hard to fake it as a girl. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it, it's funny. It, it, it's it's fun. I mean, it, things really haven't changed. You know, the quality's improved a little bit. Yeah, ease of use has improved a little bit. And uh, I, I mean, I love it. I love that we can we can do this um, very easily. Yeah, and uh, we, can, we can talk and hang out with you. Yeah, no, it's totally like uh, it's it's amazing, really. I mean, us being like four thousand miles away from each other, and 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 you know, it's it's kind of like you're like right here, like wearing headphones. I can hear you clearly. I can see you clearly. Stuff like that. So it's it's quite. Yeah, annoying. we're trying to get back out there, man. Me and Mike went yeah. to Scotland, uh, Edinburgh, like oh, three, uh, nice. literally almost about three years ago, and yeah, and we yeah. we had fun, man. It was great. I I love the the local color, the local cuisine, the local everything. Yeah. I'm not getting harassed by people. They're like, oh, you know, not you're American, so we're going to kill you, <laughs> which is not, I don't know how that is over there right now. I was like, you're American, so you must be related to Donald Trump. So I have a couple of bullets. Yeah. Are you touting UK cuisine? 
I you kidding? I it was so I had one of the best Indian uh meals ever. Yeah, right on Scotland. Yeah. Which I'm I mean, granted, if I had gone to India, I would have expected that. But Scotland, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah, no, the uh, the Indian cuisine is actually one of our, our national dishes, apparently. Uh, you know, you've got your typical kind of fish and chips and you know, things like that. But uh, no, the, the the curry, um, yeah, that's right up there in the top sort of five, if you will. So, and they have to be good here. Um, you know, it's one of those things that if you get a bad curry, well, one, you regret it. Um, <laughs> and uh, Hey, and, sometimes when you get good curry, you regret it. Well, yeah, there is that yeah, too, but at least you had a good curry. So. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, Barnaby, about a year and a half ago, we were supposed to... Uh, we're supposed to be in a Comic-Con on the Isle of Wight. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, it almost happened, and then it kind of crumbled, and um, it close. didn't happen. That close. Um, but it, I had plans to take a ferry afterwards back up and take a train up to London. Like, it yeah. was going to be a whole thing, and then it, it got taken away from us. <laughs> away from us. Well, I'm hoping you guys make it over here when, when, when things do open up again, um, and we're allowed to sort of, you know, get together in a crowd of people um because uh yeah no i did a few cons in the states uh when i was over there and and they were very good i've done a few cons here as well i've met obviously so many people at those things um and the sort of uh you know it's it's one of those things that i do miss especially in the states it was very different it was a lot bigger um like here we still have well not anymore actually our, our big comic cons are huge but um the the sort of like i was used to the sort of like small room in the hotel <laughs> where you meet the random people um but no i'm, I'm glad that's sort of like come out i was going to ask you about the con circuit actually like what, what's that like kind of surfing from con to con i uh i love it if you you know if you follow me at all on social media uh you'll see in the past about <laughs> uh, four years almost every weekend i was at a different convention somewhere mm. and um you don't go to a different con every weekend unless uh, uh unless you either really love it or you're getting a ton of money. Yeah. Um, I, I was not, I'm not Stan Lee, so I wasn't getting a ton of money each week. You know, <laughs> made a little bit of money. Uh, so the only, you know, so I was going because I truly loved it. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, you've been to several conventions. You know how much, how much fun they are. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You meet new people. And then uh, most times you see old friends um, who also travel the cons week to week. Uh, and then I just love exploring different cities. So I, 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 I mean, I love eating and drinking. So that's, good. that's what you do in different cities. There's always a place <laughs> where, uh, where you can eat and drink something really awesome. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and, uh, every, every city you find that one unique place that all the local people go to and, uh, immediately, uh, that's where I make all my friends too. And then, uh, once you find those places, you're, and the weekend is over, your goal is to get back the next year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. that's, so that's, that's what I spend all my time trying to do is, uh, you know, get to if there's a con that I haven't been to, to try to get there. And then once I get there, if it's awesome, I try to get back there. Like, yeah. But I I love it. I think me and Mike uh, came from a place back in the day where you know it was very isolating. There weren't huge conventions. There weren't there wasn't this rabid fandom that we have now. There weren't you know Facebook groups. There weren't websites. There weren't people. <laughs> There, there, there wasn't places for geeks to gather and hang out with each other, so it was very isolating. Yeah. Now that we have all that, we're, uh, you know, it's um, like being a starving man at a buffet, man. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, you know, you, you just start loading up on stuff, even though you know you probably can't eat all of it, but um, you, you uh, I, I, he's gonna waste it. <laughs> yeah, but I think we really learn to appreciate that kind of environment. Uh, that's that's why I try to go. That's why I love it so much. I think. Yeah. yeah, Ming hits like a perfect point. I I call the con circuit Ming summer camp. He goes on a, <laughs> a Thursday or Friday. He usually gets there a day early, checks out the local color, looks around, um, explores. He, he's a big speakeasy guy. So even though there's no prohibition anymore, but he he likes to enter places weird form. I that's another podcast, but. <laughs> Um, when when he goes, when we go, uh, he usually scouts out like where the best places are to eat from the locals, and we go, and it's it's a lot of fun. And you make it's like being in the trenches. It's like almost warfare. You're 
you and uh, either the handlers or the the other guests, you get really close to them really quick because you've got to pack so much into like two days mm. that you've got this shared experience where you're you're meeting fans, you're talking to people, and you know at the end when you're like, eh, you know what, it's it's time to go out and and uh, have dinner and a couple of drinks. You end up at the same table with say like a, a Jason Isaac. And you're you're sitting there talking to him, and you're in awe because here's the guy who killed Mel Gibson's kid in The Patriot. Yeah, and <laughs> and he's also you know in Starfleet and right, and he raised uh, Draco Malfoy exactly. Yeah. And you're like, that's pretty cool. And, <laughs> and you find out he's he's not a dick. You're like, oh my god, you're you're an amazing guy. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm, I just play a dick on in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I've been typecast, but I have no problem because the money spends and, you know, you get to talking and you're like, oh, now, now I got to leave my best friend. I did the same thing with Sylvester McCoy. He was so great. You know, the, the yeah. seventh yeah. doctor. Oh yeah. yeah. He was yeah, yeah. So great to my kids. Oh, that's amazing. And just such a gentleman. Yeah. That I was like, oh, now I got to go. And he's like, he left. He, we were talking and he's like, uh, I'll, he, he packed up his stuff and he left. And I'm like, oh, and my wife is like, you miss him already, don't you? I'm like, yeah. And he came <laughs> back. He's like, we've got to get a photo. And, and I'm like, holy shit, the seventh doctor wants a hug from me. So that's awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. One, one of my like fondest memories of a con was in, uh, was in England, actually. Um, I took, well, me and my wife and my newborn baby went to one up in Birmingham. Uh, I think it was Collector Mania, I think it was called or memorabilia i can't remember it's one of the two that they have up that end of the world and uh sort of to bring it into this sort of like scape of the universe that we're in right now jason muse was there um and uh yeah it was really cool i had uh i I got something signed by him got to say hello and all that kind of stuff and um i went to the q a with my daughter in my hand like holding her because i was looking after her and um yeah he gave her a shout out on stage like (laughs) coming to that's awesome you know a baby bringing it to one of his q a's which uh you know not always child friendly but um she was like almost never yeah yeah <laughs> but she was only like i guess like six months old i guess at that point uh, her first word was shit shit yeah, exactly that yeah it wouldn't it yeah it was <laughs> so, um... yeah no man start him young and uh muse is the uh the master of uh hey it's like hey let's take a selfie and then it's like he'll take like fourteen of them. Mm. So you got like eighty-seven yeah. pictures of you amused on your phone. It's like, all right, I got my money's worth. <laughs> but it was really, did the duck face that uh, Carrie Fisher was famous for. Ah, yes. <laughs> but it was not, it, it was really cool. It was really it ever, cool. Um, Sorry, I was gonna say it was really cool because the other people there as well was just like I was just literally just walking around, and there were like obviously cast members from various shows and stuff, and just the sort of like attention my daughter was getting was quite amazing. So, but I didn't take I advantage didn't. of it. I didn't get any like freebies or anything like that. I wasn't like, you know, mooching off anyone, but it was just really cool because they were just like, it's that kind of like realizing that they are genuine people. Um, you know, I've been quite fortunate to interview quite a few people for my show and that's what my show is sort of based around. It's just a, a conversation, but it's usually with like musicians. So very rarely do I get guys like yourselves in their former TV sort of, um, people um and it, it sort of are you gonna say schmucks no 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 you should have that would have applied <laughs> no i wouldn't do that um but like i've only rarely had uh people from like the sort of acting world and things like that i've actually had a star trek actor on my show before uh which was kind of cool um he was in voyager it was um i don't know if you know manu interame he played Icheb. um I'm sure I'd know him. You, you'd know him if you saw him. Um, and uh, no, but he was really cool as well. Um, like, just like from kind of, I mean, not knowing what these people are going to be, like a lot of the sort of like musicians that I speak to, some are large, some are small, um, but everyone's been really cool. Like, you know, it's always that kind of like fear beforehand of like, are these people going to be dicks? Are they going to be their persona? Are they going to be, you know, what they're written about in the press and whatnot. But no, everyone's been really cool. I've even had uh, Dave Windorf on the show as well. He's from your neck of the woods. Oh, Dave. Yeah. yeah. We love Dave. Yeah, he was really Dave cool. Was. He wasn't. And uh, yeah, I feel kind of bad for Dave. I think Monster Magnet was about to go on tour. They were. They were. 
they can't. Although uh, I think uh, knowing Dave, I think Dave, uh, Dave, Dave still lives in Red Bank, right? Where uh, where the store. Yeah. And uh, I, I've never been to his house. I heard he, I heard it's pretty cool. It's like uh, like a pop culture horror mecca, and he's got spinner racks, uh, comic spinner racks. And uh, yeah, something tells me he's fine, like not leaving the house. <laughs> he just goes down. Yeah, Walt told me that his garage is decked out like a comic book. Oh wow! And he used to actually run a comic book store in Red Bank ah. before uh, James Allen Bob Secret Stash. It was called Fantasies. Nice. Yeah, it was in the basement, uh, about a block away from where the stash is. Now. And I think the famous story that I keep hearing is, uh, like Dave Windorf would be working behind the counter, and Kevin would come in to buy comics there. And Kevin <laughs> would would like Dave would give him his comics. He's like, no, I don't, I don't want this one. This one's got like a little bend in the spine. Like he would look for the perfect condition comic. And I think Dave would get mad at him. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, you know, this is before Kevin was. Uh, be, this is before Kevin made clerks. Yeah. But he was always looking for like it was like looking for the perfect carton of eggs. He's always looking for the perfect, <laughs> uh, perfect condition issue comic. Just um, you know, just so he could get a nine point eight CGC one day. Like I don't know, but and uh, yeah, um, from what I heard from Dave later, like David gets so frustrated. Like, dude, just take the stupid book. It's not gonna be worth anything. That's amazing. Oh my god, he's right. Yeah. Um, no, that's really cool. I didn't get to talk to him about like too much on the comic side when because it was basically about Monster Magnet. Like they they were just released an album, so it was uh, it was mainly about that. But no, I really wanted to speak more with him, but unfortunately, with in you know you don't get that much time with them to kind of like sit and really kind of rap with them. And uh, yeah, but there's a whole episode. Like, dude, you named him. Uh, you named a character. You named a uh, you named a Marvel character yeah. Uh, yeah. for one of your songs, which I think is awesome. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, yeah, Negasonic uh, uh, Teenage War... Um, Negasonic Warhead. Yeah, Warhead, yeah. Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Yeah, and we were like, so, uh, so man, like, you know, like, are the... get a check for that? He's like, nope. <laughs> got Not even a little bit. Nothing. Which I, I, I was like, man, that sucked. Yeah. Like, Did you get a free comic? He's like, eh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, so Dave, cool guy, man. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome you got to interview him. Yeah, no, it was really cool. It was, um, yeah, no, it was just... Uh, yeah just like i say speaking to these people and they're all been really cool and um like and and i was chatting to you guys as well and and it's just like not that i kind of had any kind of like um preconceived notions obviously i've listened to your uh your output of the past be it through i sell comics and through uh tesd as well um so so <laughs> you know this, this you we, know, we this, love this. those guys <laughs> But, uh, We're nice uh, <laughs> but i was just like you know because like, obviously there, there, there's there's plenty you can get from those you can kind of like draw a picture you know and it may not always be true <laughs> some of it might it's be almost never true, especially with tes yeah yeah that's what i figured so um <laughs> so i, I just want to touch on the the comic book uh men show uh if that's all right as well just sort of um, Absolutely. um so uh, real quick, so you're in the UK. Um, yeah. Did you watch it out there? Did you bootleg it at first? I, uh, how did I, you come upon Comic Book Man? I um, I lived in the states uh, f- oh, wow. from okay. 2012 to 2017. Um, so uh, before that, before I think it was, did it first there in 20 2012. Yeah, 2012. Yeah, February 2012 yeah, yeah. was our first. So the first season, I bootlegged, to be perfectly blunt and honest with you, because uh, it, right, uh, it was we we didn't lose any money, and we're fine. That was cool. That was cool because uh, it was it was the hour long episodes at that point. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I yeah, I, no, I bootlegged those because boot- I'm um, I'm a fan of the sort of uh, the universe of Yuski universe and and Kevin Smith and all that kind of stuff and and obviously Walking Dead and stuff as well. So you know, but that was airing here, so that wasn't so much of an issue to watch, um, unless I wanted to watch it. Well, if I wanted to watch it straight away, I'd have to bootleg. But I always, you can wait a day before you see it. So. Again, not a problem. We're we're not that. <laughs> and after the limitations over, bar. Okay, Barnum, good. You're, okay, you're good. 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 Excellent. Um, um but then but once then, I once uh, moved I... over there, um, and then uh, got into the sort of swing of 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 uh, US television and stuff like that, I actually watched you guys as it aired or the morning after, um, off AMC. So or I TiVo it um and and then watch it whenever whenever i was available to so that that's how i got into it and and i've enjoyed it um both formats of the show as well the hour-long show i really enjoyed and also the sort of like the sort of cut down 28 minute whatever it was um 
version as well but no i just i i really enjoyed the show it was like it was one of those sort of because i always like the sort of um you know the history channel shows like you know the sort of american pickers or porn stars or you know all that kind of stuff so it kind of had that kind of vibe to it but on something that i was like like really into like occasionally on porn stars you get someone bringing like uh i don't know james hetfield's guitar or something you know and it'll be once every like you know whatever you're like oh cool it's the guy cool. from metallica's guitar and uh, it turns out it is and it's worth hundred dollars and you know it goes from there but um no um, when it came to your guys show obviously it has that element to it but it wasn't just that um for those that haven't seen it over here i mean a lot of my friends that are into sort of like the sort of pop culture sort of um sort of world they would have probably bootlegged it um but now we don't have to because it's on amazon prime which is good. Um, and that's why I've kind of, I was kind of brushing up on a few episodes before this as well. So, <laughs> so I skipped through a few seasons. Um, the ones that like the latter season, so the 2018, um, season, stuff like that, where I went through. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, it was just, um, where was I going with this? Who knows? Uh, um, <laughs> we love comic book men, which I, I we're yeah, like, go on. Yeah, yeah no, that, <laughs> that's, that's good to go on. Yeah, yeah. I just totally lost just my train of thought then. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Well, I think I think originally I asked you how you watched it. So oh, okay. uh, that's what oh, okay. we thought in the States. Um, yeah. Because uh, yeah. yeah, we, we didn't know. For, for the longest time, it wasn't on in the UK. And people would, yeah. would either hop on BitTorrent or uh, watch it yep. through uh, other means. Alternate means. Alternate means. And uh, we, we love that. We love that uh, they went through that extra effort just to watch Oh, exactly. That, um, that proves you're a true fan that you're willing to break the law for. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Talk about you know, uh, it's it's a humbling experience. You were willing to risk going to jail to watch the yeah, four of us. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't even think of it like that. That's, that's yeah, like... <laughs> real quick. Speaking of torrenting, uh, about a month ago, uh, the stash got a letter from our the internet provider. And somebody had gotten caught downloading an episode of Brooklyn, the TV show Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> it was a letter saying, "Hey, if you continue to to bit, use BitTorrent, uh, you know, we're going to cut off your internet connection. You could be fined." And wow. uh, I was laughing because I, I knew it wasn't me. So I was like, <laughs> "Well, who could it have been?" And uh, we're looking at all the suspects. Uh, you know, Walt barely knows how to turn on his phone. So uh, you know, Mike, not that far behind. Although he can turn on his phone. So, you know, fingers are pretty much pointed at Gidham, who <laughs> didn't own up to it. He wouldn't own up to it. So, um, uh, Mike, Mike, Mike possibly thought there may have been outside intervention. Yeah, there was somebody who had access to our uh, our internet mm -hmm. password. Yeah, which I don't believe. I think it came from it. It was an internal, it was an inside job for sure. It was an inside job. But I had said that I am, I love, uh, I started binge watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, and it was coincidence that somebody had. Was it Mike? <laughs> was it, it was very much coincidence because I can get it legitimately. Yeah, I it, know you can, but the, it's it could have been any show in the world that got downloaded. Any show, any movie, anything. <laughs> but I said it on a podcast that I was uh, binging Brooklyn Nine Nine. Right, all caught up, and I have to now. I have to wait. Like like a normal schmuck, you know, instead of you know binging the entire season on Hulu or in all seven, and um, then like the next day, it shows up. Brooklyn Nine Nine was illegally, and I'm like, but I, I, and it was on the day that it dropped, like on Hulu. Sure. I'm like what? It's an odd coincidence, though. Like, it was a very odd coincidence. But I had said it on a podcast. Someone was listening. They could have come over here. Typed it in and get him actually says he's got an excuse. He's got an alibi, which it, it could be one of those. Uh, me thinks he doth protest too much. Uh -huh. Right. Uh -huh. He's got like, hey, look, I've got a, you know, this says I was at an ATM at 705. <laughs> he whipped out a receipt because there was a timestamp on the download and he whipped out some receipt from, I don't know, like a grocery store. He was like, I was buying like expired meat at that time. <laughs> And I'm like, that proves nothing. That proves nothing. One and two. Why? Why? And he's, why, why do you have that receipt? Like, were you prepared to defend yourself with that? Exactly. Yeah. I keep all my receipts. Why am I not? Yeah. <laughs> well, he does. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so well, obviously your internet connection is still going on. Like, if Mike gets kicked out in the middle of this, you'll know why. Okay. Yeah, it's because yeah, somebody was downloading. Now we changed the passwords, and we have not had a problem since. 
either we scared get him straight or the guy came over here because because something else happened uh, about a week later and someone had downloaded the Joe Satriali um, surfing with the alien yeah. um, album. album. And I'm like, I've got it on vinyl. If I want it, I'll, I'll just, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Somebody's like messing with me. And <laughs> get him doesn't know who Joe Satriali is. So yeah. I was like, all right. Or <laughs> as he doesn't know who Joe Satriali is. Yes. It, it's Satriani, but. Satriani? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> if you're messing with it on purpose, you're doing a great job. All right. That's exactly what I was doing. Doing a great job. Yeah. Joe Satriali is the mobster, the old mobster who lives around the corner. That's, that's. No, it was his. It was it was the, the mom did an acapella version of surfing with the alien. Yeah, for sure. But uh, you know, I want to thank a lot of people during the quarantine. They've gone back and watched Comic Book Men out of pure boredom. Uh, I have to thank all those people. Not, yeah, we got to thank not... him and the guy who who went back and got your paper. So, damn boredom is great. It really is. Yeah, you know, you can either take advantage of it or or not do anything. So yeah, take advantage of it. Watch Comic Book Men again. Oh, totally. That's exactly what I've been doing. Like I've been sort of like on and off, like between like sort of schooling the kids and whatnot, and like getting them going with their work and everything. Um, but yeah, and no, I've just been yeah, catching no, up just... on shows and stuff. And and I went back and like I started watching Comic Book Men again, which was great. And like I said before, it's on Amazon Prime, so it's like it's all there. Um, like before, it was there was a couple of seasons. They kind of delayed the release of some of them. But um, no, they're all there, and no, I've just been binging on that. So it's been really good to kind of like catch up on that because that was something I did back in the states, and and you know it was kind of nice to have it here without having to go through the rigmarole of uh, downloading it, putting it on a memory, you know, doing the you know the hard work like putting it on a memory stick and and putting it in the Xbox. You know? <laughs> yeah, all you gotta do is hit a, literally hit a button exactly, and exactly. Be, be Mike Walt and Brian and Kevin are at your at your your beck and call. <laughs> Appear. Again, you're you're sounding way dirtier than you mean to me, but <laughs> what else is new? Yeah. What wow. else is new? And uh yeah, sometimes uh, I have a couple episodes downloaded on my computer um that I've been using just to market our, our you know our services. Mm. Um that may have been how you discovered that we were doing podcasts. Uh, yes. Um, every, I yes. <laughs> yeah, every so often I'll I'll sit there and watch an episode though. And uh, I don't is it is it okay to laugh at yourself, like watching yourself? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're fine. Yeah, you ever watch? Yeah, you ever watch yourself back? You're like, no, I, I, I'm funny. Like, I really, I'm, I, I'm like, wow, holy crap! Is <laughs> I really dyeing my hair that dark? Holy, <laughs> crap. Well, yeah, I laugh at that too. I laugh at that too. But uh, yeah, sometimes I was like, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of funny. Like, I'll laugh at myself. Like, you can't <laughs> laugh at yourself. Yeah, who can you laugh? At? I was, I was going to say, you were the butt of yeah, many jokes in that show. Um, and you know, it, it, obviously, it's good that you can laugh. Uh, at yourself, uh, generally, but yeah, no, I was just, I, I was just, you know, what was that show like for you guys? Because obviously, uh, being involved being in the sort of like uh, the Kevin Smith universe, if you will, uh, previously you had, you know, obviously you work in the store that he owns. You've cameoed in some of his movies, done voices, stuff like that. What was like having your own sort of like platform like? Uh, I, it was crazy. So, uh, you know, before all this, I was known as Kevin Smith's like internet guy. Mm. I built his website. I got, uh, I had set up his first online store. Um, anytime we ran an event, uh, I would market it and, you know, we sell tickets on there. Like I took care of all that. So I, I was fine. I was fine with that. Um, I guess that's what I was known for was being Kevin Smith's, uh, you know, kind of like a social media guy before yeah. there was any yeah. social media. So, I was fine at that because whenever he would throw an event, um, you know, people would come like, "Oh, you're Ming." I was that's <laughs> I, w- I was fine being recognized just for that. So, I uh, I think me and Mike had no aspirations of being on TV. Um, they don't put guys like, that look like us. Let's be, let's be uh, maybe, maybe now they do, but back you know back in the that's back in the seventies. You had like Quincy and all the taking the fat man and. I mean, they, they put uh, Cannon on, for God's sakes. And this is going back. Some people are going to have to Google, who is Cannon? <laughs> um, they, they had, like, big fat guys or old scary-looking dudes or medical examiners and, you know, private detectives. You're like, wow, ugh, I don't want to be a private detective now. <laughs> yeah, and then the, but I, to me, like, they uh, guys they put in movies and TVs are cool guys. Burt Reynolds, um, Charles Bronson. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the cool guys that – 
and we were we're nowhere near either of those guys. But you're forgetting, Ming, that they also put Dom DeLuise <laughs> and I mean Ned Beatty for God's sake. Right. So it's extremes, though. It was extremes. Like we're we're right in the middle, or you know, somewhere around there. We're we're just average. Yeah, well, like us on TV. Never saw the average guy. Right. <laughs> you know. So it's absolutely right. But then you know, with the advent of Pawn Stars, you've got four extremely unattractive. Yeah. who are holding yeah. the show. And forgive me if, if someone out there is like, oh, I thought Rick Harrison was really hot. Or, wow, <laughs> I was I was really a chumly groupie. Um, <laughs> that, that might say more about you than you think. But, you know, we're like, damn, we're, we are Burr Reynolds compared to those guys. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, the likelihood that we would ever wind up on TV was pretty slim. Mm. And then uh, mm. compound that with, uh, you know, we're in a, we work in a quick shop yeah. like there's why on earth would we ever wind up on tv and then for me like who's the other, you know the other only other asian you really saw up a like, short round you know from <laughs> any, uh, you know, data from indian jones i mean there there have been luckily there have been many many since then yeah uh you know yeah. ken jong from the hangover is probably like one of my that's a guy who will do anything and uh and he does it well and he's one of those guys who's good at everything he's a doctor and yeah. and a comedian yeah and an actor, and and you know, and uh, and he's on like the mass singer, like that guy can do anything. So, um, so it was it was pretty mind blowing when uh, when you see yourself on TV. However, working with Kevin, you never know what's going to happen. So he might be like, "Hey, I want you to throw an all day film festival. Uh, it's going to be next week. Um, I'm doing a signing, and I'm going to sign for 13 hours. Mm. Got to be there, or we're or." You know, you know that Walking Dead channel. They want to put you guys on TV, so be ready. <laughs> so it, it's always like, wait, what? Like, how high are you? And then it happens. Yeah. So yeah. really, I mean, the answer to that is really high, and it still happens. Yeah. So, yeah. Ming, <laughs> um, just one question: uh, yeah. Would you say that uh, Ken Chung banged uh, your world? Banged my world. Yes. Banged <laughs> your world. Yeah. Banged my world for sure. Yes. <laughs> he, yes, he changed my world for sure. Um, uh, yeah, so it was, uh, I mean, highly unlikely that, and you see Walt and Brian, you know, they're kind of funny looking guys as well. Yeah. Like guys that would look like guys, nerds. They don't, you know, up until then, they they didn't really put nerds on TV. Um, like real nerds. I'm not talking about like the Big Bang Theory guys. Those guys are actors. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, it's, I, I you know, I thought, I, it was pretty cool, but very unlikely. So I think the whole time, you know, you see wide-eyed look, you know, how the hell did this happen? <laughs> like, you know what? Just roll with it. And, uh, um, yeah, I, I mean, it literally started with a text that Kevin sent me. I was actually, I was at a screening for Red State. Okay. Uh, yeah, um, okay. I was, I had a DVD of Red State that I was, uh, I was at a screening at, like I was in charge of the DVD. Like I had to bring it back safely mm. to, uh, to back to the store. Cause it was, it was the only copy. And, uh, it was in the middle of the screening. He sent me a text. He was like, Hey, this is going to sound really weird, but, uh, you know, that walking dead channel, they want to do a reality show at the stash. Oh man, that's awesome, man. That stash cool backdrop. You've built a great store. That's awesome. He's like, no, 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 no. They want you and Mike and Walt and Brian on it. What are you talking about? Why would they want us on it? We're not. We there is no reason that we should be on TV. He's like, stay tuned and be ready. I'm like, okay. And uh, I was like, I'm like, what's again? I was like, what strain did he smoke today? Because it's really good. Keep smoking that one. <laughs> delusional. And uh, yeah, all of a sudden, um, yeah, things. One thing happened after the other, and all of a sudden, we see ourselves premiering after The Walking Dead. Pretty crazy. Yeah, and that's, Very and that's crazy. And you, you had a good, obviously, you know, playing after The Walking Dead, you had a good audience size as well uh, from it. So you're exposed to a lot of people on that front. And, and obviously, I just sort of like, and then sort of seeing you sort of take the con circuit and all that kind of stuff, like jump from there and, and seeing some of the guests you got on the show, because your show was kind of like a, uh, a condensed Comic-Con, if you will, as well. Oh, yeah. So you'd have like, you know, on, on most shows, you had a special guest um one of my favorite ones was actually one of the recent ones where it was i think it was for your birthday ming and it was uh uh rob robert robert, robert england and um and that that was just that, like that was, i was just like he came in and he puts the freddy voice on and i'm just like 
that's fucking how how is that you know i'd love i see i've seen like you know like famous people where i work because i work in a a, in a storefront for a technology company and and we have you know people coming in and out every day and occasionally we get like you know celebrities and you know and and i just obviously it was a tv show so you kind of like had like guests booked for it and stuff like that but you know I, i just sort of i found that really like really cool from from a sort of geek standpoint like having you know, I mean, obviously Stan Lee, that was, that was amazing, you know, and I'm watching, seeing your guys' faces with Stan Lee sat there. <laughs> it was like, you're all kids again. And it was like, it was like, it was amazing. I was, I was just curious, like, what, what, who's your like favorite guest been like on that and the, like on the entire run, obviously given Stan Lee and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, you got to take Stan Lee out of the running because that's the obvious one. Yeah. Stan Lee will all, will forever and always be our favorite. Mm just because of uh our history with his his work and what he's done and uh just he was such a great guy too so genuinely yeah yeah we take uh adam west out of there too because i mean how can you compete with yeah (laughs) i mean it's it's stan lee and batman so the architect of the marvel universe and the cape crusader yeah so you gotta take those two guys out yeah, but if you could go by that criteria, it's like, all right, well, then you got to take out, like, Lando Calrissian from Star Wars and Chewbacca. Yeah, you do. And, well, and, 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 Daniel, and Daniel LaRusso and Freddy Krueger. Yeah, so you got to take those guys out there. So. I mean, there. Let's put it this way. There was not a guest that we were doing. I mean, Nichelle Nichols was amazing. Mm-hmm. She was fantastic to have in the shop. And to see her kiss Brian. Um, twice, he kissed her. I know. I felt so bad for her. Um, <laughs> he looked like she liked it, man. Go back and watch that. Roll back the game tape, dude. She had. Uh, well, she, had, like she liked it. I think she about, like beard burn on her face. <laughs> yeah, dude. I think <laughs> Barnaby, man. I think you might have a shot, dude. I, I think might, she maybe, really liked. I might, I'll, I'll see you next time if she's at a con. I'll see if watching them. My wife's probably right. watching this. Hey, hey. Right, it's fine. What <laughs> that kiss, Nichelle? Um. And we had Katrina Law. She is amazing. We we knew her from the concert. Mm. And she is just such a beautiful woman, but just such a cool woman, too. Yeah. Like, amazing. Like, yeah. you feel like you're the only person in the room. That's amazing. And she's like a lightning bolt, man. Uh, yeah, like a lightning bolt of energy. It's pretty amazing. Uh, our friend Kai Ruel is tuning in here from Moscow. I uh, loved uh, Lou Frigno and uh, him training. Brian. Yes, that was a good one. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Lou, Lou was pretty cool, and uh, yeah, geez, I mean, we just had so many cool people that uh, it was pretty mind blowing. But um, I think it pretty much all started with Stan Lee, and then and then it went from there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I've always loved how uh, Stan. Uh, people, how'd you get Stan Lee? It was like Kevin. Yeah. He like yeah. he loved Kevin, yeah. so yeah. anything Kevin wanted, he would he would oblige. Um, which was pretty cool. Although when he got down to the store to shoot that day, like his first question was like, Hey, where's Kevin? Like, well, Kevin's not here today. Kevin's in California. <laughs> and uh, I was like, did you get tricked into coming here? Like, <laughs> somebody tell you Kevin was going to be here and he wasn't, but um, yeah, well he didn't leave. So I guess he wasn't that disappointed. Uh, that's good. That's good. I uh, so, And like, you had like uh, from the show as well, you had your own like Funko pop figures made and all that kind of stuff. And I was just like, like as a like, my wife collects them, so um, she was like, you know, I see, obviously they're in my house. I've got, I've got a whole bunch of them. But I was just like, you know, what was that like as well? Having yourself kind of like immortalized as a, as a, as a, uh, well, in action figure, I guess. I um, I, I'm, I'm sure Mike feels the same way. Of course, we love, uh, we sell, we sell Funko. Yeah, we sell them yeah. forever. Uh, never thinking we would ever get our own. So again. Yeah. So unlikely that one day, you know, that Funko would actually produce an actual one with the packaging and everything. Um, I, I love display items. Uh, I remember the very first job I got, you know, cubicle. It looked like office space. Mm. Working in a cubicle. The first thing I did was I set up this whole, like, Hasbro, Kenner, Stormtrooper army. And people thought, most people thought I was weird. But you would get those one or two people who was, were still into Star Wars and, like, you know, everyone thinks you're weird, but I think that's really cool. I'm like, hey, man, like, uh, thanks, man. It, it's one of the first <laughs> things I did was set up action figures around my cubicle. You know, while people had, like, uh, motivational calendars, uh, pictures of their kids, you know, boring stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would 
my my cubicle looked like uh it looked like the stash it looked like uh stash blew up in there so uh you know we're i'm we're all we're both we're toy collectors we love display items nice and uh to get one from you know the biggest uh pop culture slash toy company yeah in the world, and that, not only that, but one that I'm a fan of too. I, me and Mike collect Funkos as well. We've collected yeah. forever. Um, we we recently uh, we recently kind of just brought our collections together. It's over at the podcast studio. Okay, and um, okay. and uh, you know, wow. we just kind of stacked them up, and we're like, "Where did these come from? How did we get so many? <laughs> like, we forgot forgot how many we had, and they're you know, and we're and we're still digging them out of boxes." Where did these come from? So I still have a bunch in the trunk of my car, like little court <laughs> that you know I'm like a gangland hitman, and I'm just like, eh, I gotta find a place to dump these. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I've got I've got a ton in storage. It's crazy, but I like each single one. We love them for different reasons. That's awesome. the reason That's we bought awesome. them. All. Um, yeah. But it, to get an actual one, an official one, is, is pretty mind blowing. Uh, I think it boiled down to me, for me, uh, you know, somewhere in some comic book shop in the world, in this world. Uh, my Funko is next to like Darth Vader and um, Eleven from Stranger Things, and um, you know, and Spock. Yeah. Like uh, in any other world, I have no business being near either of those people. But on the Funko shelf, uh, I'm you know I- I'm an equal there, and it's kind of cool. That's amazing. My whole amazing. my thinking was, oh my god, I'm going to be in the remainder bin at Walmart, a buck ninety nine, or buy one get one. Where, you know, it's like, oh, you buy the Ming Chen, you get the Mike Zapsic for free. <laughs> like, this is going to suck. And uh, it didn't. We sold out. I was like, oh, my God, we sold out. Like 20 minutes. Wow. Yeah, I think wow. so. The, our, our initial run of 1,000 sold out yeah. very quickly. Nice. So I was like, thank God. That, that really would have blown. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no. No, please. Not not next to um, an Racer X. <laughs> The, the remainder bin. I don't want to be that. <laughs> yeah, and you're um, happy to report you're not in the dollar bin. Uh, Mike Sapsic is currently uh, eighty bucks. Wow. Oh, Mike Sapsic. Nice. All right. That's, I'm eight times what um, I, I think Harry Potter is. <laughs> yeah, man, you're better than Daniel Radcliffe, dude. <laughs> well, I'm 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 no Swiss Army man, but what can I do? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, guys, I got cool. a couple well, of questions guys, left for you. If that's all right. Um, that's the um, way, man. Fire away. Oh, awesome. Um, basically, um, I, I, when, basically I, I, when I interview musicians, I have these sort of like standard questions. Uh, I've kind of slightly adapted it for you guys because um, actually I might ask you the same one might, as well. But um, what uh, I've got is uh, basically sorry. what I want to sort of find out is your three, um, your three top, let's go with comic books to start with, three top comic books that really that, kind of like influenced you. Um, so like the first one you picked up and thought, wow. The, another one that kind of inspired you to do something, something like that. If, if you've got anything that really sticks in your mind. I have three and they're all from the same. Okay. It's okay. Uh, the Avengers 151. Um, it was, they brought back Wonder Man and they, they chose a new lineup. And it was uh, Avengers 161, where they showed you uh, Ant-Man kicking the Avengers' asses. Nice. It was Ant-Man versus all the Avengers. You're like, holy crap. <laughs> and then... Um, Avengers 181, which George Perez cover and John Byrne interiors. And they they got, um, there was an intrusion on the the government. They came in with quotas Mm. and they had to do like the equal rights. And um, I was like, wow, this is, this is pretty amazing. Nice. So there were, yeah, those were three uh, within like five years of each other. Like, this is great. Cool. And yourself, Ming? Yeah, my three, uh, I, first and foremost, I go with uh, Avengers number 214. It is uh, my very first comic book I got when I was old. Nice. And uh, famously dealt with the aftermath of uh, Hank Pym hitting uh, <laughs> Jenna Van Dyne, uh, um, yeah. which he did uh, in the yeah. previous <laughs> issue. So it dealt with a pretty heavy topic. Um, <laughs> although that wasn't the main plot line. The main plot line was uh, Ghost Rider coming back. Avengers have to defeat him, um, but uh, uh, which which as a six year old I was way more into than domestic dispute <laughs> or domestic, domestic violence. I didn't know what that was. My parents didn't beat each other. Um, that you knew of, yeah, that I knew of. But uh, I thought even you know for the early eighties for a comic book, pretty heavy topic. 
Yeah. And, uh, and as Mike informed me later on, he was like, that all kind of happened by accident. There was a misinterpretation with the, with the script. Um, but I was like, wow, man, superheroes, uh, you know, uh, you know, man, man and wife beating on each other. Oh, that's, that we'll probably never see that in a movie or, 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 or we might, um, but, uh, I not. I mean, I don't need that. Shit. No. Yeah. Not like you guys. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, I ended up buying an issue of two thirteen in Scotland. from a comic book dealer. Like, I should probably get this for a uh, possible. Yeah. But that's the one that kicked me off on my, on my comic book journey. Cool. Cool. And uh, while while I always love the Avengers, or uh, the second one, uh, Preacher number nice. one, Preacher uh, got me back into comics back in ninety uh, six, ninety seven. Um, I'd stopped reading for a while, not because I didn't like them anymore. I didn't have any money. Mm. Comics, uh, they they were not twenty five cents or fifty cents anymore. No. Like when I was collecting the GI Joe comics, and I just uh, I had to eat. It was food over comics. With Mike is like, why would you do that? <laughs> Uh, you, yeah, in a dumpster. Um, but that was like I remember reading that. And I was like, "Holy, they can! They're allowed to do this!" <laughs> like I'm, I was so, but I was like, "But this is awesome!" I have like yeah. I have never seen or read anything like that, ever. Yeah. Um, and then uh, this was around the time I had met Kevin, and uh, the first trade paperback feature uh, up on the top. Uh, the first trade paperback is called "Gone to Texas." Mm. Yep. And right up top is a quote from Kevin Smith that says, more fun than going to the movies. Wow. And I was like, whoa, if Kevin, if a filmmaker, <laughs> one that I admire highly, says that, I must be on the right track. So, and as it turned out, I, I was. That's an amazing, that's an amazing book. Yeah. Um, and the, um, the one I have right here, this is one that, uh, I, uh, this is Star, this is the uh, Jack Knight Starman, oh. which uh, came out, what, 96, I believe? Um, uh, James Robinson, Tony Harris, uh, this is one that no one, no one really talks about, which I think is a crime. But yeah, yeah, they should. Freaking cool book, man. And uh, I hope they. I, I hope we see this in a movie version. Might it might be a while, but uh, yeah, if I ever get promoted to the uh, the revolving door of like DC film executives, I'm like, this is the one I'm fast tracking. Nice. So yeah, uh, everyone should pick this up. Uh, although there's a there's a what six volumes of an omnibus now. Yeah, but it's no. It, there, those are difficult. Yeah, they're hard to. Find. Okay, this this shouldn't be that hard to find. This is a, this is great. Uh, Scott Mosier turned me on to this. Okay. Uh, Scott Mosier is a cool guy, so I was like, if Scott likes this, it must be cool. And as it turned out, he was nice, nice. Think Jen and peer pressure. <laughs> no, I'm gonna have to check that out. I mean, um, the, oh, the, uh, it's it's always cool hearing what people's like first things were on that front, and the 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 sort the, of um, like. Like Preacher, I love Preacher. I love the TV show as well. Actually, that was I thought that was pretty well done. Um, and uh, but the comic is is great. Like you said, it was like nothing. You kind of like <laughs> nothing really, like that. nothing you read before, you know, kind of thing. And it is it's it's amazing. And I will I'm going to check out Starman. Um, I'm going to see if I can track it down here. And you'll, uh, you'll thank me later. You'll thank me later. Cool. You will actually. It's a great run. I will. I will let you know if I pick that up and when I read it. So uh, and I'll let you know <laughs> on that front. Um, but what I was going to um, do is, I was, I was ask you one of the questions I normally ask the other guys as well. Like, uh, I want to find out. Like, find this out. is a music question, so um, I want to find out what your sort of like top three albums are. Um, so, question, uh, Mike, do you have three off the top of your head? I can. Th- yeah, Bad Out of Hell. Uh, nice. Breakfast in America. Super Tramp. Really? I love Bad Out of Hell. It's great. No, no, no. I, I, Bad Out of Hell is cool. Really? Super Tramp, really? <laughs> love Super Tramp. Oh, my God. They're fantastic. Breakfast in America? A very, very breaking back day. And um, That's cool. I did not know that was on your top three albums. Yeah. And uh, awesome. Joe Satriali surfing with the alien. <laughs> uh, um, I'm trying to think. What? Um, uh, God. Elise Synchronicity. Okay. That's that was a good one. I mean, I, I love eighties music. Nice. Nice. Well, two of those three albums I own on vinyl. Um, uh, yeah, I just gotta bring up real quick. The Breakfast in America Supertramp album is cool because the inside the cover looks like a menu. Yeah, like a like a diner menu. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, that wow, that's cool. And I've got an honorable mention. Um, the Rolling Stones' Let It Bleed because that was a, just a great album. Cool. As a kid, looking at that and you. you You've got the the cake on the front and the destroyed cake on the back. I was like fascinated. 
Uh, my top three, uh, I go with a Tribe Called Quest, Low End Theory. Right. Uh, yeah, and I'm trying to pick a Zeppelin album. Like, I want to go cliche and say four, but I think Led Zeppelin 2 is probably, that's a close, those are close albums. I'll go with Led Zeppelin 2, just uh, everyone says Led Zeppelin 4, yeah. although yeah. both of those are, are pretty mind-blowing. Someone watched Fast Times at Ridgemont High not too long ago. <laughs> And, uh, geez, number three is so tough, man. But, uh, I might go like my favorite out there just because of the story, but the music, but, um, uh, the Cowboy Junkies, the Trinity session nice. is, nice. Uh, is a really, really amazing album. Not, uh, only for the content, but uh, I think it was recorded over two days in a church in Toronto, Canada, oh, wow. and they weren't even supposed to be there. They had tricked the church into saying that they were going to sing religious music, <laughs> and, and they never got kicked out. But the just acoustically and uh, everything that is a that's yeah that's a, like those are three definite like Desert Island albums. That's awesome, awesome. I'm going to check some of those out. Some of them as I haven't I haven't listened to Tribe West. I haven't listened to in ages, so I'm going to have to go back for that. Again, you'll thank you'll thank us later. But, uh, I do love a bit of Meatloaf. It's about half hell. That's a good one. Um, and uh, yeah, obviously, you know, being from the land of Led Zeppelin and Rolling Stones and things like that, generally I was brought up on those on those bands. So uh, yeah, no, they're all they're all good on that front. So and uh, I was sort of, great sort of, question. Yeah, yeah, I always really great. I always try and get that like, especially with like musicians. I always ask that the same way I asked you about the sort of like comic books and sort of finding out which ones made them want to pick up their instrument, which ones made them want to sing, which ones really kind of set them on the path that they're on now. I, um, I'm totally stealing that, too. I'm interviewing some musicians tonight. I'll do I'm it. Stealing I'll that. do it. Do it. That's fine. That's all good. It's all good. I pirated your show, yeah, pirated. so you can steal that. That's fine. Uh, oh, fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I've got one last um, question for you guys. I've got one last question. Um, and uh, I can let you get on with the rest of your day, because uh, I know it's uh, well, you're five hours behind me, so it's... Uh, still relatively early um but obviously you've turned what most people consider a hobby into a profession um what 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 are your guys hobbies um what 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 do you do away from the sort of like when you're not working at the stash when you're not like on the obviously right now you're not on the con circuit because we're in lockdown but what are your kind of like getaways from that oh man see that's a tough question i think we did turn our hobbies into professions previously the hobby was podcasting yeah. Yeah, we're like, hey, let's uh, let's open a studio and and make. Uh, you know, previously the hobby was traveling or going to comic cons, and then we're we're kind of doing that. <laughs> well, um, uh, I I do a lot of yoga. I guess that's a that's that yeah, a hobby. Yeah, I guess yeah, uh, yeah, that can, or yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a way to make sure that after I because uh, people see how much I eat, that's a way to not be like three hundred, <laughs> three four hundred pounds. I guess. Um, I've recently uh, during this quarantine, I've dug out. I dug out a. a, a a very expensive bike that I bought a number of years ago okay. because I right. thought it was going to be a triathlete. Ah. Uh, that ah. didn't really take, but I still have the bike that, you know, I didn't want to sell it. So I've been trying to uh, do that more and more. Um, I've been animating logos, something I learned how to do like 20 years ago. Cool. And it's kind of come in handy in this age of social media and Instagram stories and, and, uh, and TikTok and uh, yeah. yeah, trying to figure yeah. out TikTok. I think that's my new hobby. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it's going to work. I just I think I'm too old for it. Um, either that, or if uh, me, or you may you might see me and Mike dancing though. You don't know. Yeah, <laughs> not together. All right, just so you know. Dancing. <laughs> you don't have to do it together. You can do a thing called duets, where you you split screen it and you try to follow along with one that somebody already did. Like I yeah I don't know forty two thousand that uh, Al was on and Malcolm in the middle. Right. <laughs> I actually turned uh, um, my original uh, job was I, I was a cook. Yeah. So yeah. I love to cook. I've been doing that a lot more late, lately for my family. Oh, that's so, cool. you know, I still cook. I still do a lot of that. So Cool. Well, um, actually, before we leave, I wouldn't mind giving a shout out to your podcast studio, the business you've set up. Um, a shared universe. He's wearing the logo. I can see it. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah. yeah, no, um, I was just, I, yeah, no, actually, that was a question that I've got written down, but I don't know if we've got time for it. But I was just sort of like, hey, no, I have to go away. You're plugging the business. All right, cool. What All right, cool. Question? Well, no, I was just like, well, where, I saw when I saw you guys starting because I've been following you guys on social media for a while, and then and then seeing you guys sort of open up a studio for not just yourselves, but for other people to kind of like, um, jump in and take up podcasting i was just like you know how's that been for you guys i mean obviously right now it's probably quite difficult just due to the the you know the the crap that everyone's in at the moment but it, it's just sort of i never saw like myself was, like no. when you like announced you did it i was like that's such a 
fucking good idea like you know and because the, there are a lot of people out there I, I always get asked what do you how do you podcast like you know and i've helped countless people to sort of sort of get started um but yeah how's that how's that yeah, actually how- been for you guys actually having like you know people asking you you know how do you podcast and then suddenly you've got you know um a, like a business front for it where people can go in and I mean, that's exactly how it started people are like well how do you how do you start a podcast we listen to your shows you guys sound like you're having so much fun we want to start how do we start and uh as you know from helping uh your friends or anybody who has asked you it's uh it's not a 10 minute answer no <laughs> it's a little more involved than that uh some people like using different gear uh you know some people are not as uh tech savvy as other people it's a whole the whole range of things but that's where it was birth we would go to conventions or people would come in the store and be like hey how do i start a podcast you guys make it look like so much fun i think we we want to do this oh wow okay um you know uh buy this do this uh but it was it was always like you need you know we we you need like an, at least an hour to even get you know, kind of some of the basics done that's the surface yeah and then you know i i i would I would not want to teach you about podcasting without actually recording an episode. So that's yeah. another hour right there. Like, well, this is like a two-hour process. This is like a class. We should teach a class. And then like, well, I was like, how do we teach class? We need like a classroom or a studio or something. And that's kind of how all this got, got, got So, um, yeah, I think we'd always had the uh, always had the idea. Well, how do we do this? We got to like pay rent and get an office space or something. Yeah. And, yeah. um uh, you know, slowly but surely it happened uh, with the, you know, uh, Mike Mike lit a couple fires as well. But, um, and, uh, you know, we went through trials and, and trials and tribulations to get where we're at. Uh, it wasn't just like a one day process. And we didn't even know once we started this, like, well, is anyone going to use this? Yeah. We're, like, we're going to be in here all, all by ourselves. Yeah. Maybe it's just us who love this so much. <laughs> so is anybody going to actually want to start a podcast and, and hire someone to help them? or come and use a studio every week. But, uh, you know, it took a little while, but uh, the answer is, is a resounding yes, though. To do this, and they don't want to worry about XLR cables and yeah. Uh, yeah. pop filters and, and uh, you know, RSS feeds. And, uh, yeah, it's really it's really worked out. Um, it's, it's been great. And even with, uh, with the, you know, with the, with the pandemic and everything, it's worked out pretty great. We've adapted. Uh, we've moved everybody online. Anybody's podcasted with us in studio, but it gave us an opportunity to, to do this. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you can't. You're in yeah. England. Yeah. You can't come to the studio unless you take a trip. Yeah. But through the magic of technology, uh, it's like you know we're not physically together. But this is pretty yeah. good. I, I you know, um, and uh, you know I don't have to. We don't have to smell each other. It's great. <laughs> and. We, like we're having a conversation. This is not. There's nothing really limiting us having a normal conversation. And I, and I uh, it's actually, it's actually worked out. You know, in somewhat of a good way. Kind of found a silver lining. Yeah, no, that's really cool. I was just like to say when when I first saw the sort of like when you were sort of doing this, I was just like that is such a good idea because like, like you say, it's not a, it's not a straightforward price. Not a ten minute answer. It's not a you know. It's like literally people ask me, oh, what do you use for your setup? And I go through everything, and you can see them glaze over. Like I have no right. idea what any of that is. Um, and then you've got to like you, you sort of remember like there's certain parts of it. Like you you oh. can record on most things. Oh. Like your phone, uh, fo- you know, yep. your phone, your 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 computer's got a microphone, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the uh, yeah, there are no shortage of recording devices. You have one on you already. Yeah, exactly. You yeah, exactly. Podcast on your phone if you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and and it and it's I, like it's, it's like, all like the 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 be. sort of like back end things that are kind of like you don't mention initially. So right. there's like there's the hosting, there's the sort of like you know how you're going to release it, how do you get it submitted to all the platforms yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And it's like there's a quite a steep learning curve on it. Like if you were sort of like go fully into it, it is it's a few hours of. Wow at least like chatting and then you know a few hours of of just sort of recording you know and then and then going yeah, through sure. then, so you know we wanted to make it easy yeah. come in bring your friends bring a co-host bring a guest record we'll take care of the rest that's, and have fun and come back and do it every week yeah no that's it's that's really and I've, I've seen like obviously because you're you post these online and stuff like that and and i see the sort of companies that are coming in and just using it for having their like you know podcast be it in person be it you know via like we're doing right now like via web chat and stuff and um yeah and no, i just i just wanted to applaud you on that because that was such a good idea um 
and like to open it up to everyone as well because it's like a it's i i, I kind of likened it to recording studios for musicians yeah. you know where you can go yeah, in exactly. and you don't need, and you don't need talent that, exactly yeah. you just need to be able to make some kind of noise with your mouth <laughs> but um yeah no um, guys yeah, no, thank you very uh, much i i really appreciate your time um thank you Barry. Um, that was great and uh yeah great. i will um i'll let i'll let obviously i'll like I'll, I'll, that's all right <laughs> he's getting he's getting all the phone calls um now we're sorry it's all right it's all right um but no i was just uh, gonna um, say just, um uh, good luck during like the uh, pandemic and everything in the uh, lockdown hope you guys uh, stay safe and all that and uh you know you as well yeah we'll come to your side yeah. soon and yeah if boy. i venture back your okay. way i will pop into a shared universe and maybe record something so please please oh, yeah. Yeah. Come to clubhouse yeah that's a definite yeah. excellent excellent well guys thank you very much thank you